for the very first time since my father had died, I felt something inside me and it drew me back from jumping. It, it literally saved my life. And that night, I learned an important lesson of liberation. I learned that transformation requires more than letting go of the status quo. So without the other half of the equation, letting go just leaves you in free fall. And if all I had done on that bridge was let go, I would not be here talking to you today. So you're probably wondering, what is the other half? Well, the second half of the equation is to feel, perceive and let in what is already there. Welcome to Intuition Unleashed a revolution in personal liberation. The go-to podcast that helps you access intuitive guidance combined with mental health and spirituality. Let your intuition guide you and unlock a life of true liberation. And now your host, Beck Nelson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Intuition Unleashed, a revolution in personal liberation podcast. Today, I have... My guest, Uwe Dockhorn, we have had the pleasure of knowing each other for just about a year now and been working together for a year. So welcome, Uwe. Can you tell me, tell everybody where you're coming in from today? Well, wonderful to be here with you, Beck. Uh, it's, it's really amazing. And uh, yes, I'm calling in from uh, Germany, good old Germany. Yes. <laughs> Weather is, is fine, uh, but very cold. So it's really kind of like getting back to these cold temperatures. But I'm happy to be here and we're having hopefully uh, warm topics to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it can be a challenge because you're six hours ahead of us, right? So when you said you're coming into the cold temperatures, does that mean that you're just now going into your winter? No, 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 we're already in the winter time, but it's still lingering. And it's kind of like feels like, you know, you look outside like, oh, gosh, do we need do we still need this any longer? <laughs> it's more like the hope of spring is around the corner. Did we ever need it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I love your program. It is very close to the work that I do. So it is near and dear to my heart to working with couples. So I wanted to start off by, we're going to try to keep on the seven questions in seven minutes, but you know, you have a very interesting story. So that can be a little bit challenging because I want our audience to know you. And personally, I'd like to know you I'd like to ask some of these questions myself. So can you start off by telling us about uh, who your ideal client is? Absolutely. So when I began working with uh, medical professionals, executives, business owners, so to speak, the providers in a family, especially if uh, they were parents, I typically found the same anxiety, depression, or even feelings of overwhelm, you know, trying to keep up money matters, romance and intimacy and struggling childcare. And the biggest challenge is that uh, there is a dangerous dynamic shift in the relationship, especially in these high achiever families. On the one side, you have the provider, so to speak, and the being in demand and being kind of like up here. And on the other side, you have the life partner at home uh, asking, what about me? So not only that, there is a ripple effect on their equally ambitious and dedicated partners who feel yeah, mostly unsupported and over time lose their self-esteem and feel abandoned. And they not only want to provide emotionally to their family, they want to pro uh, contribute financially and they need that kind of recognition. And that creates too often a gap in the relationship. Oh, I've seen that in so many. I I, I work with it, you know all kinds of families, but I definitely have had families where one of them is a high earner. In particular, I'm thinking of one where the husband owned restaurants 
And we can kind of talk about that too, to see if you have, if you saw similar patterns that I did, but that's not who my, my regular, it's sort of somebody that I do see, but not regularly. Right. So what is the problem that you typically solve for that, those clients? Well, essentially, you can boil it down to struggling, uh, struggle with their relationship. Essentially, from their perspective, it's too much uh, of the, the hustling, as I just mentioned. Uh, also, it's really finding that uh, the communication is, is lacking and uh, there's uh, lesser time they spend together. So these are all symptoms, you know, from the I earn a f- perspective, they too often kind of like avoid uh, spending more time at home. And that creates the, the tension at home uh, because, you know, from uh, the life partner's perspective, and I call them the VIPs, the very important partners at home, from their <laughs> perspective too often, <laughs> they, they, they ask, they ask, you know, what, you know, what about me? Why don't you spend more time with me and the kids and so on? So the anguishing arguments start. And this is essentially what uh, the problems arise. And then, you know, over time, they linger, they linger. But, you know, Big D is looming at the horizon at one point, And they decide to uh, go for divorce. And uh, that is the ultimate negative outcome of that. But many couples feel that something is not really right. And uh, they want to change something uh, that they create more uh, intimacy and experience uh, adventures in in their love life. I often found that both didn't feel like the other person understood how much they were doing or appreciated what they were actually doing. Yeah, Yeah, there's a guilt factor to that uh, as well. So it's it's really kind of it goes both ways. So the the high achiever feeling guilty uh, not uh, being at home, but spending more time at work. Essentially, what it means is, you know, you don't become a better lover at home when you spend more time at work. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, uh, you will become a better uh, leader at work when you spend more time uh, at home with your with your partner. And the guilt uh, goes also for the life partner at home uh, because uh, they feel they have to hold back. They feel kind of like guilty uh, towards their kids and their children. So because they want to kind of like um, nurture them and uh, put them up front. And so they take a step back in their own personal development. And so this creates tension uh, over time and therefore these negative outcomes too often. Well, you kind of get into our next question, which is the the common mistakes that people make when they're trying to solve that, that issue. Right. So, yeah, from the from the VIP's perspective, too often, you know, when you feel frustrated, exhausted and you are kind of like meant for more, yet you're afraid of being not good enough and thinking, well, this is how it is. What do you want from me? And maybe being sarcastic and easily annoyed. These are early signs of essentially burning out. And you hear this from uh, your partner and uh, find yourself in a family where all the career ambition has been allocated to one person, as I mentioned earlier, and you feel stuck in a relentless loop of shouldering more of the child raising and household duties. So, and one of the uh, most common signs is when you have heard too often something along the lines, oh, 
you're the spouse of Dr. So-and-so and nice to meet you and you flinch but politely smile. And so these are symptoms of increasingly living at the edge of burning out and disavowed emotional distress is a way of coping. It's not the right way, but it's a way. And many feel they have to deal with uh, it alone or try self-help techniques like a healthy diet, reducing alcohol, uh, meditation, breathing exercises, and developing holistic ways to think about life challenges differently. So these mindset techniques have existed since the 1990s. However, the figures for burnout sufferers show that uh, none of these work long term. So mindset techniques only deal with one half of the solution and new findings show that uh, the core of burnout is in self-created beliefs and patterns. And therefore, you risk losing your vitality, your business, but most importantly, losing the relationship you care about. So essentially, the problem, that the solution that they come up with just further serves to push their partner away, just deepening the issue. Yeah, they, they put their head down into, into you know, as I mentioned, these tech, you know, kind of like self-help techniques. They try to uh, do all these kinds of things, but um, they're not going for solving that together with their partner. And uh, there's a, a lot of issues behind that what uh, lead to that. So essentially, if you really go deeper, uh, it has to do with our own personal development, meaning that there are three phases in uh, in uh, our lives, essentially, from a personal growth perspective. So the first one is uh, dependence. Well, you, as a baby, you get fed, you get cleaned and repeat, right? And so you're dependent on everything. And as you grow, you evolve over time and you uh, lean towards independence, um, but not many of us have really learned to really feel and embody indep independence and put that also into relationships. And then the third uh, phase is definitely uh, interdependence, you know, being kind of like mutually loving and uh, eye to eye respect for each other, but being independent personalities. And problem mostly uh, happens in any kind of relationship is that there's always one part is more dependent on the other. And so how to deal with that is, you know, you have to deal with your own independence first. And, uh, you know, you cannot jump from dependence land, as I always call it, into interdependence land, which is the ideal state for a relationship, for any relationship. And so you have to deal with your independence first. And so therefore, you know, you stray away, you do all these techniques and stuff like that. But it's really not getting to the root causes of things. More like a Band-Aid. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, <laughs> not, a, um, not a painkiller solution. So, that's what I would call it. <laughs> all right. Um, what's the one valuable action that the audience can implement that would help with that? Well, I would love uh, love to do uh, something uh, with you together if uh, you don't oh, mind. Is that okay? Yeah, I would love that. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, one of, one of the biggest issues is obviously uh, always fear. And I always ask my clients um, at one point, so can you imagine a scale? And I want you to imagine and the audience to imagine a scale. And uh, on the left side on, uh, of that scale is fear. And then uh, what is on the other side of that scale? So what do you think, Beck? Um, opportunity. Mm -hmm. Sounds very, very, very optimistic. In this case, it, everything is correct. There's nothing wrong. In this case, what, do you, what we're looking for, it is trust. 
So we have fear on the one side and trust on the other side. Okay. So then I ask, okay, imagine again. So where are you right now in this very moment uh, on that scale? Are you leaning more towards the fear or more towards the trust? Where are you right now on, the, on that scale? I want to invite the audience as well to just state where they are right now. Interestingly, if I could interject, I so I said opportunity, right? But the you had said trust. And the other word that popped up for me was faith. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that's a, a part of that. And I think it can for if you're gonna you're gonna ask for me personally, I think that it depends on what's happening in the moment. Is exactly. your, what is right now in the, in this very moment? Because it's really a tool that you can use all the time. So let's let's just focus on what is happening right now in this setup. We are we are in this interview. So where are you on that scale right now? In the middle or closer to trust? I would say to... maybe a closer to the trust side, but just maybe like mm-hmm. a one out of five. Okay, wonderful. So that's all for now. So that's that's great. So we just have to find ourselves uh, capable capable of uh, really finding ourselves and uh, determining where are we right now in this very moment on that scale between fear and trust. So now, imagine below there is another line, and but this time it is an arrow that go, uh, starts from the left side and goes to the right side, and on the left side uh, you get a zero. And on the right side, you get the infinity symbol. It's the eight laying on its side, right? So then my question is, how is the second line, the arrow, related to the one above that goes from fear to trust? They're both, there's a correlation there. So how would you name that second line? Hmm. I I would go back to the word opportunity. Mm -hmm. Good. So in this case, it's energy. So that means every time you feel uh, you are closer to fear, you lose energy. And every time you decide to trust, you gain energy. Simple, right? So really where you are on that scale, so you are closer to trust, as you mentioned earlier, so you're gaining energy going towards in that direction. And because it's an arrow, it's increasing versus Mm. Uh, infinity. Exactly. And this is a a formula, essentially, and it stands for E for energy equals T for trust minus F for fear. So E equals T minus Mm. F. So that is something you can just carry around with you. You have that formula all the time where you can just really dive into like, okay, do I want to stay here? Do I want to be part of... uh, losing energy or do I need energy? So I, therefore I need to trust. And then I'm sure in your program, you go into the factors that can impact where you are on that scale as well. Absolutely. It's always a part of uh, diving into these issues uh, on a deeper level. And, you know, being German helps also. <laughs> to, to, to be thorough. <laughs> that has made for you some interesting me? conversations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's it. Okay. So you actually kind of, you gave us a free action, but the, the next question is a valuable resource, free resource that can help yes. direct people to help with that issue as well. Wonderful. Yeah. So thank you uh, for that. So we have a quiz on our website, www.uvedarkhorn.com. That's spelled U-W-E-D-O-C-K-H-O-R-N.com. 
or simply go to quiz.uvedakon.com. It's a free 60-second quiz to find out what's your number one hidden stress relief blocker in your relationship Ooh. so you can dive deeper and discover why some couples or life partners seem to have unshakable and unbreakable togetherness while others are at the edge of divorce. Ooh, I'm going to take, I'm going to take that. Is that for both people in the couple or is that for meant for one person? Yes. No, that you take it uh, one at a time, of course. Excellent. I love that. What's one question that I should have asked you that would be of great value to the audience? Yeah. What differentiates you from family counseling and similar solutions for couples? <laughs> that would be the question. So to answer that, you see, um, I already mentioned some of that earlier, but really diving deeper here means uh, that these in these high achiever families, I realized this gap, as I mentioned earlier. So there's the breadwinner on the one side and then there's the VIP on the other side. So they resent that. And, you know, when they decide eventually to go for a divorce, that's not the ideal solution. So this is why I come into the picture, because what I do differently, because I'm not a family counselor, I'm not a, um, a family therapist, I coach both partners at the same time, but separately. So they can regain their independence within their relationship and start to level up to each other. And we do this in regular uh, evaluation sessions, which we call falling back in love sessions. <laughs> so lots of uh, emotion uh, in there. And there they realize, oh gosh, this is why I trigger you with my sticky family pattern and vice versa. And because they have dealt with it on their own first, they are now ready to discover their deepest and truest uh, connection with each other, which generally creates a uh, lots of goosebumps uh, in that, in these sessions. And therefore they are able to upgrade and their, uh, you know, upgrade their relationship to an interdependent one where they can finally enjoy uh, more intimacy, adventures, uh, more free time, but also better results at work because there's always this correlation between work and uh, your private life where because behind all that stands uh, the idea that you want to gain motivation at home so you can spend that motivation at work and then repeat. So it's really that is the healthy uh, cycle that we want to, that we are aiming for. And that is what differentiates me uh, from the market. That's amazing. I love that. And and you're right. It is, it is different than traditional family therapy or couples therapy, because we typically don't at least regularly split the members of the couple and maybe for once, one or two sessions to see if there's something that they want to discuss without the other person there. For, but um, we don't generally do that as part of our a, yeah. a part of our program. Well, so this you know that this is the personal liberation podcast. So can you talk about what your definition is and understanding of personal liberation? Yeah, and thank you for 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 this question. And uh, so essentially if I may dive a little deeper because it's it's really the story of uh why I do and what I do exact, uh, essentially. So it starts six days before Christmas 2016. My mother died and I always cherished that. I was there for her, holding her hands when she left. And, you know, I, I loved my family and it was my safe haven. Although they gave me their love and protection as a young boy, I was sexually abused and told no one. And after I lost two very important family members, my uncle, when I was 16, and my father, when I was 23, something just broke inside me. And, you know, I started to believe that 
the remaining members of my family had just given up on me and I distanced myself from them, even my mother, because I felt I couldn't risk opening up to them. So I became isolated, separated from friends, lost my job, was overwhelmed physically and emotionally, exhausted. In fact, there was no reason for being in this world. And I wasn't sad or angry. The truth is, I didn't feel anything at all. That's when I found myself on the edge of a bridge, one cold winter night. And I could see my breath as I slowly leaned forward and I let go. But at that moment, something happened. For the very first time since my father had died, I felt something inside me and it drew me back from jumping. It, it literally saved my life. And that night, I learned an important lesson of liberation. I learned that transformation requires more than letting go of the status quo. So without the other half of the equation, letting go just leaves you in free fall. And if all I had done on that bridge was let go, I would not be here talking to you today. So you're probably wondering, what is the other half? Well, the second half of the equation is to feel, perceive and let in what is already there. So letting go and letting in, it's a two-part mechanism and they're only complete as a pair. And on that bridge all those years ago, I let in a small spark that grew into a powerful flame. And I made myself a promise that I'm still keeping today to make it my life's mission to help others learn this secret. Because letting go and letting in is crucial for your well-being and your family's happiness. Letting in energy, positive thoughts, and a sense of certainty. Letting go of self-doubt, fear, negativity, and stress. It really is that simple. And the more you do it, the more it happens. It's like a switch that you can consciously flip that really to strengthen and re-energize your relationship with uh, your partner every single day. So your letting go and letting in switch is also your own anti-burnout system. So it helped me to liberate my life and it even can divorce-proof your marriage. And that's the reason why, you know, my tagline is liberating lifestyles, as you might know, because that is at the core of everything. And that's why I do what I do. And we regularly demonstrate uh, the AIM experience, which is my program on our monthly life demonstrations. So essentially, it's about how you and your life partner can enjoy more intimacy and adventures and be more of who you are without compromise or guilt and in 90 days. Wow. Beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. That's a great answer. And uh, you are the people who our audience here are going to see more ways for you to kind of go onto your website and uh, look into your monthly webinars to learn more about your program. Wow. Thank you for sharing that with us. I appreciate that. And thanks thank for so being much. here. That was, we just learned a lot in a very small period of time. I didn't keep it to seven minutes, but I, the, the stories are so fascinating and I want to um, appreciate you being so vulnerable with us for the opportunities that you gave our audience. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Beck. It was really a pleasure being here on the show. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Intuition Unleashed. We hope you found it informative and thought-provoking. But before you go, we have a little challenge for you. 
Most of us have sneaky little habits that hold us back and trip us up. So why not take this not at all uncomfortable quiz to find out what you do to derail yourself from achieving your goals and how you can call yourself on your own BS. Get to know your self-sabotage specialty and take the first step towards getting out of the way of your own success. Just visit becknelson.com forward slash quiz and take the quiz now. That's becknelson.com forward slash quiz. We can't wait to see your results. And as always, we'll be back next week with more Intuition Unleashed. Thanks for listening.